Myers. He's got Chris Moore down the middle of the field. He's off to the races again. They are not going to catch Chris Moore, who is going to go 78 yards for another Cincinnati touchdown. So Kilpatrick drives all the way to the basket. Lefty shot. Good. 4.3 seconds left in overtime. He takes the shotgun snap. Short drop. Looking. Fires down the middle of the field. Caught by Kelsey. He's running away to the 30, the 20, the 10. It's a miracle. A touchdown for the Bearcats. Cumberland swerving into the lane. Great spin move. Right hand layup is good. Spin cycle. Adds fabric softener later. Adams on Gary Clark. Throws it back out to Troy Copain. 308 left. Evans for three. Got it from the left wing. Boy, was that a big one. Tony Pike waits for the snap. Has the football. Short drop. Lobs one down the sideline for Bins. He's got it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Beer Cats podcast. I am the, your host, Brandon, the creator of GoBeerCats.com. Glad to have you here for the very first episode of the podcast. The intro you just heard comes from Cincinnati Zone Cal Scrooby, and of course, the Hall of Famer Dan Horde on the calls. This is the newest expansion of Go Beer Cats. We are now podcasting. Of course, Go Beer Cats you can find on gobeercats.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're out there. I'm super excited to get this project underway. I hope you stick around for all future episodes. To be honest with you, each one can only get better from here. It took me way too long to figure out how to set this thing up. And I appreciate uh, any and all of you who answered any questions I had uh, to figure out how to get this thing started. I really appreciate it. Right now, I'm your only host. Don't have a co-host yet, so I'm hoping to lock one in. Trying to get schedules to match up. That's pretty hard these days. So hopefully next time you tune in, sometime soon, we'll have someone here to go back and forth with. But for now, it's just me. I'll try not to put you to sleep. I have this vision for the podcast. Hopefully I can see that vision out. I want to have, I want to do what I've been doing on, uh, on the blog and on Twitter Instagram and Facebook. I want to I want to do recaps here for you of the Bearcats football games, basketball games, anything else happening around uh, you know, around campus. I want to do previews. I already have a ton of special guests lined up. I think you guys will really enjoy all of them. Super excited for one of the first guests I have lined up, but I'm not going to give away too many of the secrets yet. Of course, you'll get the hot takes, the reactions of games commentary all in the Bearcats and if you've tuned in for the talks of craft beer you'll get that here as well I do have a beer in front of me I'll have at least one every podcast but this one I'm starting out with a big one for this monumental occasion sitting here is my street side Demogorgon s'mores it's one of the newer ones from street side who have been killing it lately this one's a big old stout 12.7%, maybe my favorite one out of the Demogorgon series so far. Toasted marshmallow, dark chocolate. It's everything you want and a big sweet stout. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5 on my rating scale. If you see this beer, you got to drink it every time. 
So I will be covering some stuff in the craft beer scene as well. I have a handful of guests lined up that are active in the Cincinnati brewing scene. What I hope to do for you there is bring a little more personal side to the craft beer scene, the people that's working in it, uh, various positions, brewer, bartender, distributor, accounts managers. I have a whole host of people lined up to give you their story and their experience within the world of craft beer as well. So we'll try to we'll try to uh, walk that line of sports and beer. If you're here for one, stick around for the other. And if you're here for both, glad to have you here as well. As far as the Bearcats go, the Bearcats are ranked number nine in the country. That leaves you Bearcats fans in a very unique position in that we should be hyped for every game as they come. Each week, that game is the biggest game of the season that up until that point. We're 3-0. We're at SMU, who's ranked number 16, I believe, in the country this week. So you have a top 20 matchup, bull implications on the line, Bearcats fans still holding out for the possibility of being the first uh, non-Power 5 team to make it to the playoffs. Each week, those things are going to be on the line as we stay in the top 10. SMU's a solid team. They're 5-0. and They beat Tulsa last week in overtime by three. Before that, they beat Memphis in a close game by three, I believe. The other three wins on their schedules, cupcakes. We'll get into that in a minute. First, I want to talk about this idea that Bearcats fans seem to have. No one's saying it out loud. No one's talking about it. But being ranked in the top 10, I feel as though the elephant in the room is that the Bearcats have imposter syndrome. You know, you you feel like you don't quite belong. Uh, Everything is, of course, new. You don't really have that confidence in that you're where you you should be. It's been what, 11 years since the Bearcats have been ranked in the top 10. They finished eighth after the 2009 season. Since then, not made it up this high. Time will tell if we are where we're supposed to be. I think the Bearcats are a solid team this year. Defense is one of the best in the country. If you follow uh, PFF on Twitter, I have no idea what PFF stands for, and I tried to look it up. Uh, yesterday, went to their website and everything. I don't know what the acronym is, but PFF.com is the site, their football stat site. Uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats are all over that site in, in all kinds of rankings. Um, number two, they rank as the number two te- best team in the country. Uh, our defense is, is up there. Ahmad Gardner, um, Elijah Ponder, Arquan Bush. All kinds of uh, players heading our defense. Kobe Bryant, they're uh, they're all over that website and those stats that they put out for the you know the top top college football stat site that I found. So the Bearcats are everywhere, uh, and I feel as though that's why so far we're getting the recognition that we that we have. And with SMU coming up here, we got a big opportunity to move the needle a little bit. This isn't a game where you measure yourself against the other opponent. You know, we're supposed to be the better team. 
2018 is the last time that we we saw these guys when uh, well, I was James Wiggins had the walk off interception pick six. So uh, last time we played these guys, it was close. And this year they're coming in with a monster of a quarterback in Shane Bouchel. Uh, he started his college career at Texas, started for Texas in game one as a true freshman and beat Notre Dame. He's got over 10,000 career passing yards under his belt. And uh, he's just been picking, picking defenses apart. Now, unfortunately for him, he's not played against a defense half as good as the Bearcats. Memphis gave up 49 points to UCF last week. Uh, Tulane, I mean, they are what they are. They're always on the cusp of being okay. Never going. I don't see them ever being you know, a top three team in the American anytime soon. The other three wins that SMU and Shane Rochelle have, uh, who the, they have, they're, they got wins over Texas State, North Texas, and Stephen F. Austin. Not really concerned with any of those games and what we can learn from them. Memphis projected to be one of the top teams in the uh, in the conference. They still got a very solid team. And SMU beat them 30-27. It's going to be a sort of a clash of, of the Titans, that high-powered SMU offense versus the stout, unforgiving UC defense. I can't wait to see that matchup. If we're looking for uh, other keys to the game, I'm, I'm looking at special teams. What can special teams do to give their team the edge? You know, can someone like Ethan Tucky get a, a pump block or block a field goal or something and, you know, swing the momentum of the game? If something like that could happen, it's going to be huge for either team. And the last thing I want to talk about before I give you my prediction of the game is Des Ritter. All over Twitter, all over social media, even on uh, Coach Fickle's radio show, people are talking about Des Ritter and what he's not capable of doing. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have a touch. He doesn't have the vision. He's overthrowing his wide receivers. He's He regressed last year. Yeah, he does have four interceptions already this year in three games. That's not good. Never will be good. But last year, I, I think I went to every single home game that I could. I've not missed a game in since, I don't remember the last time, probably since Tuberville. But last year, Des Ritter didn't have much help on the wide receiver's end. Dropping passes, falling down, the inability to, to get open. Last year, I think Ritter's two best options was tight end DeGuara, and he's playing on Sundays now, although he did just get hurt. And his other option, Alec Pierce, uh, was the Bearcats' leading wide receiver last year. He's been out with a knee injury, and he's supposed to be back for this game. Could be a huge help to uh, Ritter's confidence. I'm not saying Ritter's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I'm not saying that he's the best Bearcats quarterback I've seen in recent memory. But you got to give the guy credit. He's 25-5. and five. Luke Fickle doesn't strike me as the type of guy that is going to bench a player that's won 25 games. Ritter's five losses have come to Temple, UCF, Memphis twice, and Ohio State. The rest, he's got 25 wins. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think it would take an injury to knock him out of the game to see Ben Bryant 
under center. I don't think last week, or not last week, because they were postponed, but against UCF, not UCF, USF, the Bulls, Ben Bryant wasn't available. Last week, Ben Bryant was not going to be available. So you got to wonder how much he's been able to practice in the past 21 days. And then consider that even with his limited abilities, and even when he's not playing great, the Bearcats have been able to find a way these past two and almost two and a half seasons with Ritter under center. The offensive line is better this year. That's got to help. I look for Ritter to stabilize in the coming games. He takes that first step here against SMU, and I think that's going to be able to give the Bearcats the advantage, along with a, a special teams play that puts us over the top. The defense will take care of business as they always do. I'm going to give the Bearcats the official prediction of a win, something like 27-21 over the SMU Ponies. It's a late game, doesn't start till 9 p.m. here in Cincinnati. It's on ESPN2. If you're tailgating at home, pace yourselves. Don't, uh, don't make yourself have to take a nap or pass out early before even uh, the kickoff gets underway. I've got big plans to, to tailgate at home on my, on my back deck. Looks like it's gonna be a decent weather. No rain here in Cincinnati from what I looked yesterday morning or yesterday evening I should say going to be like high 50s nice hoodie jeans fire up the grill let that keep you warm so we'll see I can't wait to uh can't wait for the biggest game of the season so far hopefully we win it and next week we're in the same position just keep winning cheers and go Bearcats see you next week